Good morning and welcome to Daily Devotions. I hope you all are having a wonderful start to your weekend and we look forward to seeing you at our drive-in services this Saturday and this Sunday, Maine and South Campus. So please make sure you contact your campus pastors, your district pastors, your ministry pastors and reserve your slot because we really do look forward to getting to see you and have service with you. Also, if you would like to be coming to service as a family or as a go group, please also reach out to your campus pastors or your district pastors. And we would love to set a time for you and Fortress 91 for you to come together as a family where we can worship with you, share the word with you and have communion with you. So we have those two opportunities for you come as a family and a go group for Fortress 91 or come and be a part of our drive in services Saturday and Sunday. We so look forward to getting to have and see and have fellowship with all of you. It's going to be fantastic. So now, as we get ready to go into devotions, we also want to start off with the prayer and worship and reading of Psalms 91, because we want to get ourselves all ready to dig into the Word of God. So let's pray right now. Father, Lord, we come to you. We ask that you help us, you touch us, and you open up our hearts, Lord God, this morning to be able to worship, to be able to receive, to be able to hear from you, that we will get to apply the word and scripture into our life, that we will continue to see your plans and your promises and your faithfulness, Lord God, come in our life. We thank you, Lord, so much for your goodness, for who you are, for what you're doing in our life. We worship you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, let's open up our hearts and get ready for some praise and worship. Yeah. 
that was a great time of worship. Now let's turn to Sister Rose Ann as we get reminded and encouraged by hearing Psalms 91. He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I trust. For he will deliver you from the snare of the fowler and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with his pinions, and under his wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness is a shield and a buckler. You will not fear of the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the destruction that weighs at noonday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousands at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only look with your eyes and see the recompense of the wicked. Because you have made the Lord your dwelling place, the Most High who is my refuge, no evil shall be allowed to befall you, no plague come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all your ways. On their hands they will bear you up lest you strike your foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the other. The young lion and the serpent you will trample underfoot. Because you hold fast to me in love, I will deliver him. I will protect him because he knows my name. When he calls to me, I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will rescue him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Now we're going to spend some time in the Word of God. So grab your Bibles, grab your rulers, your pens, anything you use to mark up your Bible if you've got a separate notebook, and let's open up in Scripture. Now let's turn our Bibles to the book of Job. We'll start with the Old Testament today, and we are going to be reading from Job chapter 38. Now, with the book of Job, you see some friends who aren't really friends. You see some problems that come when you question God. You see the devil and all of what he can do, but you also see God and God's mercy and God's goodness. And today we're going to be starting with chapter 38 and we'll also be getting into chapter 39 in which we're going to see the Lord answering Job with all of the things that are going on in Job's life. Now we get to see God's answer. So let us begin in chapter 38 verse 1. Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, Who is that darkens counsel by words out of knowledge? Dress for action like a man. I will question you and you make it known to me. Where were you when I laid down the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? On what where it bases sunk or where laid it cornerstone what morning stars sang together and the sons of god shouted for joy or who shut in the sea with doors when it made burst out of the womb when i made clouds of its garment and thickness and darkness swaddling band and prescribed limits for it and set bars and doors and said thus far shall you come and no farther and here shall you pound waves be stayed have you commanded 
the morning since your days began, and caused the dawn to know its place, that it might take hold of the skirts of the earth, that the wicked be shaken out of it. It is like a clay under a seal, and its features stand out like a garment. From the wicked their light is withheld, and their uplifted arm is broken. Have you entered into the springs of the sea, or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been revealed to you, or have you seen the gates of deep darkness? Have you comprehended the expanse of the earth? Declare, if you know all of this. Where is the way of dwelling of light? Where is the place of darkness that you take it to its territory, that you may discern the paths of it at home? You know, for you were born then, and the number of your days is great. Have you encountered the storehouses of snow, or have you seen the storehouses of the hail, which I have reserved for a time of trouble, for the day of battle and war? What is the way placed where the light is distributed, and where the east wind is scattered upon the earth? Who has a cleft, a channel for the torrents of rain, and a way for the thunderbolt to bring rain on land, where no man is, on the desert where there is no man, to satisfy the waste and the desolate land, and to make the ground sprout with grass? Has the rain a father, or who has begotten the drops of dew? From whose womb did the ice come forth, and who gave birth to the frost of heaven? The waters become hard like stone, and the face of the deep is frozen. Can you bind the chains of Philades, or loose the cords of Orion? Can you lead forth the Maseroth in the season, or can you guide the bear with its children? Do you know the ordinances of heaven? Can you establish their rule on the earth? Can you lift up your voice to the clouds, and that a flood of waters may cover you? Can you send forth lightnings that they may go, and say to you, Here we are. Who has put wisdom in the inward parts, or given understanding to the mind? Who can number the clouds by wisdom, and who can tilt the water skins of the heaven, where the dust runs into a mass and the clouds stick fast together? Can you haunt the prey for the lion, or satisfy the appetite of the young lions, where they crouch in in their dens, or lie in wait in their thicket? Who provides for the rain and the raven its prey, when the young ones cry to God for help and wonder about for lack of food? Chapter 39 Do you know the mountain goats give birth? Do you observe the calving of the does? Can you number the months that they fulfill? Do you know the time that they give birth when they crouch and bring forth their offspring and are delivered of their young? Their young ones become strong and grow up in the open. They go out and do not return to them. Who has let the wild donkey go free? To whom have I given the arid plain for his home and the salt land for his dwelling place? He scorns the tumult of the day, of the city. He hears the shouts of the driver. He ranges the mountains and his pasture, and he searches after every green thing. Is the wild ox willing to serve you? Will he spend the night in your manger? Can you bind him with a furrow of ropes? Or will he harrow the valleys after you? 
Will you depend on him because of his strength and it is great? Or will you leave him to your labor? Do you not have faith in him that he will return your grain and gather it to your threshing floor? The wings of the ostrich wave proudly, but they are the pinions and the plumage of love. For she leaves her eggs on the earth and lets them be warmed on the ground, forgetting that a foot may crush them, that a wild beast may trample them. She deals cruelly with her young as if they were not hers. Though her labor be in vain, yet she has no fear, because God has made her forget wisdom and give her no share in understanding. When she rouses herself to flee, she laughs at the horse and its rider. Do you give the horse his might? Do you clothe his neck with a mane? Do you make him leap like the locust? His majestic snorting is terrifying. He paws in the valley and exalts in his strength. He goes out to meet the weapons. He laughs at fear and is not dismayed. He does not turn back from the sword. Upon him rattles the quiver the flashing spear and the javelin. With the fierceness and range, he swallows the ground. He cannot stand still at the sound of the trumpet. When the trumpet sounds, he says, aha, smell, and the battle from afar. The thunder of the captains and the shouting, it is by your understanding the hawk soars and spreads his wings towards the south? Is it at your command that the eagles mount up and make his nest on high? On the rock he dwells and makes his home, on the rocky crag and the stronghold. For from there he spies out the prey, his eyes behold it from far away, his young ones suck up blood, and where the slain are, there he is. You know, there's so many times that we just think about ourselves. We just think about our situation and our circumstance. But going through and reading these passages, it just reminds us of just how much God thinks through, of just how much he planned, how his hand is so intertwined, not just in everything in our lives, but in everything in this world around us. And we need to remember who he is, all he has done for us, all that he is doing, how involved that he is in our life. And in the next study with Job, we're going to see Job's eyes start to open up more and more and more about God and about his goodness and his faithfulness. But let us never get to a point that we forget about God, that we forget about who he is, about what he's done, and that we have friends who are not really good friends for us. And kind of question and lead us to doubt and hurt us and kind of stab us a little bit. But let us hold on to who God is, his wonderful plans and his promises. This is a great thing for us to remember as we get into our praise and worship before the New Testament. So let's worship the Lord some more. You're the only one. Ain't fun. 
message to the saints, the price of sin is paid, it took our place. There is no more condemnation, there is only grace. We are family here, and states disappear. There is no doubt you belong, this is the family of God. No matter who you are when you walk through the door, Yeah. 
So for our New Testament passage, let's open up our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And we're going to be going through a few verses today and wrapping up this chapter and talking about the Lord's Supper. Now, as we get started with this, I would just like to remind you and encourage you, any time you can come to COP for communion, to come and be a part of Fortress 91, to come to the drive-in services, please do. You know, we would love to encourage you to take communion as often as you can at this time and for us to remember who he is. And we're getting going to get into part of that in this passage today. So I would just like to remind you, please come, you with your family, with your go groups, come to the drive-in services, come to Fortress 91, and let us continue to remember about who God is. Now, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting in verse 17, we're talking about the Lord's Supper. But in the following instructions, I do not commend you, because when you come together, it is not for the better, but for the worse. For in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that there is division among you. We need to remember, why do we come here? Why do we come together? It's not to cause division. It is not to have cliques and little groups, but we're going to see in a minute it is to remember the Lord. For in the first place, when you come together as a church, I hear that there is division among you, and I believe it in part. For there must be fractions among you in order that you are genuine among you might be recognized. When you come together... It is not to the Lord's Supper that you eat. For in eating, each one goes ahead with his own meal. One goes hungry, another one gets drunk. What? Do you not have houses to eat and drink in? Or do you despise the church of God and humiliate those who have nothing? What shall I say to you? Shall I commend you in this? No, I will not. For I... I have received from the Lord what I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the night when he was betrayed took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for me. This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he also took the cup after saying, This cup is a new covenant of my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So we would love to encourage you. Come as often as you can and partake of communion. Let us remember who he is. Let us remember his faithfulness, that by his stripes we are healed, that he died for our forgiveness, for our justification, for our sanctification. Let us remember who it is that is our God. Now in chapter, sorry, in verse 27, whoever therefore eats or drinks of the cup of the Lord in an unworthy matter will be guilty concerning the body and the blood of the Lord. Let a person examine himself then, and so eat the bread and drink of the cup. For anyone who eats and drinks without discerning, the body eats and drinks judgment on himself. That is why many of you are weak and ill, and some have died. For 
If we judged ourselves truly, we would be judged. But when we are judged by the Lord, we are disciplined so that we may not be condemned along with the world. So then, my brothers, when you come together to eat, wait for one another. If anyone is hungry, let him eat at home, so that when you come together, it will not be for judgment. About the other things, I will give direction when I come. When we come together to God's house, it's for a specific purpose. We come together to worship, to return to him the tithe, to give our offerings. We come to hear the word of God, the unfolding of the word of God. We come to pray. We come to be the body of Christ that joins together and lift each other up in the presence of God. We come and see that when two or three are gathered together, he's there with us and we are there to experience him. We need to remember our reasons and our purposes for coming to church. And COP, I would just love to encourage you guys again, take time to come and partake in communion. Come as often as you can. Again, our doors are open. We would love to see you at Fortress 91. We would love to see you in the drive-in service. This is for you. We would love to get to pray with you, encourage you. It is so important for us to build ourselves up, to not let fear or worry or doubt be in our life, but to remember who he is. He has plans. He has promises. He has purposes, and he will fulfill them in our life. So please reach out to your campus pastors and your district pastors as we so look forward to getting to take care of you when you come for Fortress 91 or when you come for our drive-in services Saturday or Sunday. Now, as we wrap up today, I'd love to take some time to pray for you as we get ready to close. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it reminds us, Lord God, of your goodness, of your faithfulness, Lord. And Father, we come and ask and pray. Lord, give us strength. Remove fear. Help us remember, Lord God, you your purposes, why you came, Lord God, why we take communion, why we fellowship together. Lord, help us, Lord God, to not be afraid, but to walk in strength, Lord God, and confidence, to hold on to you and to hold on to who you are, that, Lord, you are with us, that you are faithful, that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever, that healing shall be upon our family, that sickness and disease shall be far, far, far from our household, and that we will walk, Lord God, in provision because you are a good provider. You are a good father that we don't need to live in fear or doubt or worry. But we thank you, Lord, for your goodness. We thank you for your faithfulness each and every day. We look forward, Lord God, to testimonies and good reports, Lord God, of provision, of protection, of healing, of open doors, of transfer of wealth, Lord God, of increase. Because, Lord, you are the God who will see all of those things come to pass in our life, Lord God. Lord, you are faithful and each and every season, Lord. And we hold on to that, Father God. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you so much for coming and being a part of our devotions this morning. Again, I really look forward to seeing you in any of our campuses for Fortress 91, Maine or South Campus, Saturday or Sunday for the drive-in service. 
We do so look forward to getting to see you, share communion with you, and have fellowship with you car to car or slightly face to face with mask on and shield on. But again, we so look forward to getting to be with you. Thank you so much for your faithfulness and for being just such an amazing group of people. We love you so much and we will see you. Take care and God bless.